Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. We are back for another week of the Ticket Water Cooler and a great week because now we know the Super Bowl matchup uh, and uh, maybe maybe we can have our little own discussion here on if the AFC or the NFC is better because I think that was a fantastic playoff run. Now, it wasn't like last year where every game was like really close and, and you know, so that one was better. But I, I did feel like by the end of the playoffs, we kind of knew, like, I think we got the right teams, right? There's sometimes there's like a major upset or like, ah, maybe this team was the best. But I, I kind of feel like he had the best teams. Now, 49ers fans might say, well, what are you talking about? We had four quarterbacks. You know, somebody go out, we couldn't even play that game. Well, yeah. that's exactly why you're not there now. <laughs> like, oh, you're not the best team. You, you don't have a healthy quarterback. Sorry yeah. about it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, that was, that was crazy and kind of sad. Did you watch, uh, most of that game? So I was on the road for the okay. Philly Niners game. So I was, you know, getting the updates and I, I've seen a couple highlights here and there, but it seems as if I didn't really miss much though, considering it was what? 31 to seven. Well, it was just kind of sad because like it was, it, I mean, I it, did see that I, I saw the stats and I figured that, uh, Brock Purdy must have gotten hurt pretty early yeah. in the game, oh, yeah. considering he only had three pass attempts when I looked at it. He was three for three for like 20-some yards, and I was like, okay, that kind of sucks because they're running with Josh Johnson at quarterback, and then maybe he got hurt at oh, some yeah. point also. Oh, knocked him out of the game, actually. Uh, okay, so he got hurt at some point in that game as well, and then I heard that um, they put Purdy back in, but all he could do is hand it off, and then McCaffrey was in at quarterback? They eventually did try McCaffrey, so Brock Purdy... The only pass he threw, I think, once he got back into the game, was a screen pass. Like he, his his elbow was got injured, so he just couldn't like sling it. Yeah. Um. And then Johnson went out with a concussion, so they were just down to like, uh, you know, other skill position players to play quarterback, or they could throw Brock Purdy out there. Mm. And I almost thought like because they that that was the sad part is they're like down, you know, three scores, middle third quarter, whatever, and they're just running the ball. And I know they're uh, traditionally a, a running team, but but at that same time, like you need to pass. Yeah. And, and if was, you're the Eagles. You just, just load up the box. Like, oh, yeah. All right, we're going to go man coverage because they're not going to throw it very deep. So it's just a lot of lack of explosive plays there, obviously, from the 49ers side. And it was just kind of kind of sad. I mean, if you're a 49ers fan for that, the you know, be the way that your, your season shakes up. But, I mean, a season full of quarterback injuries that led you to Brock Purdy. Maybe it is somewhat ironic or, uh, you know, kind of kind of goes a full circle. And then you lose two more quarterbacks in mm-hmm. that game. And um, so, I mean, I, there is that. And um, I guess when you kind of first think about the Eagles, is this a team, you know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of figure it out. Is this a, a team that you feel has just one of the best rosters in the league. Do you feel like Jalen Hurts is for real like the guy for the next uh, – not for the Eagles, but I'm saying is he like one of the premier quarterbacks now in the league for moving forward? Or do you think that Nick Sirianni should just get a lot more credit? Maybe he's a big upcoming comer in the coaching profession. It's kind of weird because, you know, I kind of – I'm trying to trying to figure out if it's like the Eagles are going to be here to stay with Sirianni and, mm-hmm. and Hurts or if this is kind of one of those Carolina Panthers, uh, everything just kind of worked. Cam Newton, yeah, that year was just kind of special for him. No, I think this is. I think it's a mixture of of Jalen Hurts and this Eagles roster, and Nick Sirianni being an up and comer in the coaching ranks because 
they they made that massive trade, which is still a head scratcher to bring in AJ Brown and get the get the Eagles two number one receivers with uh, Devonta Smith and, and AJ Brown, and that just really helped with the evolution of Jalen Hurts. To you, you kind of got back to what he was at Alabama and the one year at Oklahoma where you surround, you surround a, a talented quarterback with even more talent and you're able to see exactly what he can do because he's able to show you what he can do with his legs, but also he's an amazing pocket passer and his, his accuracy is, is pinpointed in some instances where I, I mean, before that draft, I, I wanted Jalen Hurts on the Patriots. Like That was mm. that was the quarterback that I wanted uh, New England to take, uh, and, and I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I didn't think he... Um, had had played too well in his um first season first two he's in his third year right i think he's in his third like his first two years in philly he i mean he wasn't playing great but he wasn't playing terrible like the the eagles were still a really good team and he was a good quarterback but this year I, i think is the breakout year for him to you know show that he belongs in that Maybe not the the top tier of quarterbacks, the Patrick Mahomes and the Joe. I'm going to put those two because Josh Allen. I, Josh Allen is like up there, but I feel like he's just like half a notch below those two, um, just because he, it seems as if he can't quite get it done in the playoffs to get to that Super Bowl. As you've seen, Joe Burrow's made it to a Super Bowl already. So I think you know Mahomes and Burrow are like that upper echelon of quarterbacks, at least the younger quarterbacks, and then. I would put Jalen Hurts down there, although he's lacking an MVP now that he's he's made it to the Super Bowl and he's he's led this extremely talented Eagles roster um, to to the promised land to a Super Bowl. I think he's up there close to that upper echelon of quarterbacks and and Sirianni being able to take this roster, although it is supremely talented, being able to handle all of the the egos and the emotions and and just the city of Philadelphia and and take this team to where they need to do it. and then you know dealing with two games with Gardner Minshew at quarterback because Jalen Hurts got hurt and um being able to bring him back, rehab process, whatever he had to go through, uh, bring him back and still make the playoff run uh, is extremely impressive. So uh, I think it's a mixture of both Hurts and this Eagles roster kind of becoming maybe uh, one of the the future teams in the NFL to look out for and Sirianni kind of establishing himself as one of the hot young coaches. And I'm interested too in like the uh, the own you're like your own feelings for this Super Bowl because for me I don't know why and, and I watched uh, the game with a couple Eagles fans. So I'm not saying anything against them. I, I'm happy for them, um, but I seem to be I just find myself like I used to like I was like really happy for them when they had like the Nick Fult like they got their first Super Bowl and it yeah. was a big deal. And you know that happens too with with franchises where you know that's that's obviously exciting. But now I'm just kind of like. Eh. <laughs> I'm not necessarily happy for him. I mean, I'm I'm glad for my friends that that that, that enjoy them, but you know, for the franchise itself, it's just kind of like eh, I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too. And, and the Chiefs on the other end is is even more so that way because of the bandwagon Chiefs. You know, in this area, group in this it's, area, it's, it's, yeah, yeah the, the the teams close to this area when they get good, all of a sudden you see the fans yeah. coming out of the woodwork. I, I totally understand when What's, the Royals made their yeah, move, right. when the Cubs made their move, like run, uh, everything. When the Broncos were good, oh, you yeah. had a million Broncos fans. Now they're nowhere to be found outside of, <laughs> outside of Chris Raff. Right. Uh, and then the Chiefs make their run, and you know, I mean, there's there were always fans of those teams in this area, but they never you never heard anything brag, from them. Yeah, and then yeah. and then they they get good and they're making the run. And I mean, it's under understandable your team's good you want to brag about it but at the same time I, I, when were you a fan of this team i didn't hear you before well and it's weird too because they're the very same city in fact the same parking lot 
uh, hosts the Chiefs and the Royals, and I've always just connected the Royals to Lincoln a little bit more than the Chiefs for some reason now. And I think that's just because there's more of a split fan base in the NFL, you know, the FC North and all that stuff kind of for Lincoln itself. Um, but you're right. For, you know, since the Chiefs has been become really good, then all of a sudden – Lincoln feels like a chief city mm-hmm. <laughs> just because you can't, can't you obviously can't go to high V without seeing a box of <laughs> you know, cereal with Patrick Mahomes, on Travis there, Kelsey and Travis Patrick Kelsey Mahomes, you know, there, they're yeah. all over the high V commercials. <laughs> it's just kind of the thing that they do now. So yeah, no, it's, 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 I agree with you. I didn't really care for either NFC team. Uh, in the AFC, I would have been fine if either team made it, but my wife's a Chiefs fan. So obviously I'm happy that the Chiefs made the Super Bowl. Um, but in the NFC, Philadelphia, it's one of those, they're one of those teams where you either love them or you hate them. Yeah. There's no, there's no. Oh yeah, I'm glad Philly made. No, you're not. You either love them or you hate them. And I, I fall on the hate side. I don't really, I don't really <laughs> care for Philadelphia really at all. I love Jalen Hurts. I don't really care for Philadelphia. So it's, it's a, it's going to be weird um, if they end up winning because just like last time, where except last time they played my Patriots and that was just heartbreaking. But it's one of those things where the city of Philadelphia is going to go wild, and it's. It's kind of funny to watch the fans and fit. They're just one of those teams, one of those fan bases, one of oh, those yeah. cities oh, where yeah. if they win something, they go absolutely crazy. I mean, maybe somebody will eat some horse poop again. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. That, that, that was Philadelphia last time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh. They beat the Patriots. And somebody, it was on video. Somebody was eating horse poop. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a crowd that'll throw snowballs at Santa Claus. I mean, it's a wild crowd. Um, and so the city of brotherly love has like zero <laughs> love for their sports teams if they if they mess up. Yeah, it's it's amazing to watch and 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 I, I you know it, it's weird because as you say that I, I understand that that's where most people are and I just feel like for some reason I'm just like eh with the Eagles right now. I love brand names and they're certainly a brand name. Bigger cities, uh, you know, kind of more important. So mm-hmm. I kind of like the fact that they're in there now and I'd, I'd lo- it'd be interesting to see them moving forward. It just it just reminded me too because I was wondering like there's something that seems to be missing with my personal attachment to it and, and it and then I kind of figured out okay well that's because they needed their first Super Bowl win you know last time and this time it just kind of feels like yeah, all right well they're there I'm not too happy for them I'm not too uh, well not there's some, it. there's some history being made in the Super Bowl the first time the two black quarterbacks will be going head-to-head in the Super Bowl which yeah. is just wild for- I did not think that that was a <laughs> thing that was happening I mean like you had the when the Colts and the Bears went against each other the first time the two black head coaches yeah. were going against each other now you get the first time uh two black quarterbacks go against each other which again it's just a crazy stat that I never even thought was was true. I don't. I don't know why, but that's just something that I didn't even didn't even think about. Um, and then you have the connection to Andy Reid. You know, taking the Eagles to a Super Bowl, not winning a Super Bowl in Philadelphia, and then going to Kansas City, going it was third Super Bowl in five, four years, mm. five years just to be safe. Third Super Bowl in five years, uh, winning one of those, and now playing his his former team. Uh, in the Super Bowl, it's you know the Andy Reid Bowl well, uh, for many true. people, and I think too maybe that's also part of the connection that I kind of lose is like my when I think of the Eagles, that is who I think of. Like growing up for me was watching Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid, and and so you know maybe that, it's, it's weird because. 
you know, you, you you think those teams are so good. And that team made a Super Bowl. And yes. obviously, Terrell Owens got hurt. That might, you know, who knows? They might beat this version of the Eagles. Um, but it, it's weird because you always kind of think of your you, you, when modern teams, like, make their runs, you try to compare them to those teams of the past. And, you know, they might get a Super Bowl where Andy Reid never could in Philadelphia. But uh, we'll kind of see. They're also uh, first brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Yes, Travis and Jason Kelsey. Yeah. They picked a great time to start a podcast, huh? They started a <laughs> podcast earlier this year. Now they're both going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a good time. Wild how things work out, huh? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> no, the NFL's not rigged for anybody. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not I'm not that that far into the conspiracy theories. I don't think it's rigged. What do you think about the officiating with the Chiefs? Oh, they okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Those officials were struggling just hands down. Not just yeah. not just, you know, favoring the Chiefs. They were just struggling. They they couldn't get plays in or they yeah. couldn't they couldn't stop plays on time. They didn't mm. know what to call. It took them forever to make the calls. They were stopping the clock when they should like those those referees last night for the Chiefs and the for the Chiefs Bengals game were just struggling hands down overall. Like it, it was not not that it was embarrassing to watch, but it was just hard to watch because every time the whistle blew or there was a flag, you're like, okay, what is it this time? Is it a real penalty? Is it is it something that's just crazy? Is it going to take them you know five minutes to decide exactly what's going on? And then the third and nine that didn't happen. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. The ref ran you don't in. See that in the, NFL. the ref ran in and then stopped because the play was going. Is like, well, I guess I'll just tell him after the play is over. But even then, it took them a while to to decide that hey, we need to redo this because the clock shouldn't have started because it was an incomplete pass or whatever it was. Like, I I just didn't understand what was going on with with the officials in that game. And did you did you feel like the the last play, the push out of bounds, was warranted? I mean, Joseph Asai. That that gets called every time. That's what I was thinking too. That's not that you can't, wasn't. You can't it no sucks. Call it. it sucks that it ended the game that way. Yeah. But that gets called every time, no matter who the quarterback is. That's going to be called. He's going out of bounds. He's clearly out of bounds, and he gets pushed. Yeah. It sucks that that's how the game ended, but that's that's one hundred percent. If they didn't call that, that's more of of if they don't call that, and the Chiefs end up losing. That's more of a big deal than than the fact that it was called. That's what I was I was kind of been saying the whole time is like if you don't make that call you you're stealing that from the Chiefs. Like you can say, "Hey, you're robbing the Bengals." Mm-hmm. No, really, if you if you don't make that call, you're robbing the Chiefs. Look, there's there's plenty of other calls in that game that weren't called yeah. that you can get upset about. That one, that is the right call. What do you think about so Zach Taylor did the coach thing and everybody, you know, says this and, and wants to do this at the end. He approached Joseph Asai, which by the way, you know, don't go out of your way. I know he's a professional athlete and we say this about college athletes. He's, look, he's 22 he's years 22 old. He's 22. Right? He's just uh, he, he just had run. He had you the worst see him he, he was all crying and just really struggling. Throughout that game, they were mentioning Joseph Asai. Like he was had everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, making hits, making tackles, just getting in the way and, and forcing plays to to bounce inside or bounce outside. He was everywhere, and he messed up once. Yeah, and that's all people are going to remember. Well, and they're going to remember it for a long time, unfortunately. But um, did, so Zach Taylor approached him, and he said this after the game, and he told him the coach's thing, where it's like, "Hey, we didn't lose because of that play. We lost because of so many other plays." And I, I always, I, I, I they didn't I, lose because of that play. Well, they did. They didn't lose because they of that play. Lo- they literally they, lost. No, they because lost of that play. No, they lost because their punt unit couldn't stop Sky Moore <laughs> from running thirty yards down the sideline. No, I understand. There's other plays that factored into them losing, but they literally lost the game because of that. There play. was there was so much. <laughs> there was so much else. They lost because Zach Taylor didn't call a timeout before the kick. He didn't ice the kicker. Uh, he had a timeout. I don't know. Should about ice that. the kicker? Yeah, and he didn't do it. Maybe he should. Maybe he shouldn't. But. 
I, I get I get why you say that to him, and especially I understand you know the, from the coach's perspective. There's so many other plays that go into the game, so I understand that saying. But at the same time, if you have to say that to a guy, it's it's because you lost because of that play. <laughs> it's, you, it's usually that play. <laughs> it's usually because you lost because of that play, and that, that's what happened. But that that's okay. Also, uh, Huskers side of things, four Huskers in the Super Bowl. Of course, the Eagles having Dominican Sue, Cam Jurgens, Jack Stoll, and uh, the Chiefs have DiCaprio Boodle. So that'll be the most Nebraska players on an active Super Bowl roster since uh, 1990, I believe. In 1977, uh, was the most what they had with five. Sean Callahan tweeted that out. So shout out to him wow. for that. Step, but uh, I think it'll be fun. It's nice to have a Super Bowl full of Huskers again. Love it. Yeah, it doesn't happen as much as it used to. But it's I would say the streak lives on, but the streak died a couple years streak ago. Streak died, as most streaks in Nebraska football have died. Tragedy. Except for our, our our beloved sellout streak, Rico. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back here on the Ticket Water Cooler to talk a little bit more. A lot of uh, Husker football to talk with Dylan Riola and Husker basketball too. We'll be back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. <laughs> 